heart, dog and gunner is back. <laughs> I said, your boys is back. And yeah. we only attack. Yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Even though he chopped the music early, we still going to keep it live. <laughs> hey, lot going on in wrestling this week, but definitely not in the WWE. That's the word on the streets. Well, the word on the street would be correct at this point. At least in my opinion, anyways. I mean, the thing is, we haven't talked to you guys in about a week and a half. And the last time we were here, we were excited about a couple of things that were supposed to be happening. So we'll fill you guys in on the situations that we miss. Okay, so last time we left, we were excited because things were looking up in the tag team division. It looked like that... um, that Dewdrop and Nikki Ash were about to form a team. Nikki Ash was about to drop the superhero gimmick. It looked like they were going to be challenging Sasha and Naomi eventually, but then they announced this six-pack challenge. Oh, I think we talked about the Sasha and Naomi issue. I don't... We did not. We did not. I mean, well, we did. Mm-hmm. We talked about the six-pack challenge, and then Sasha and Naomi end up leaving or whatever. Right. The whole thing was... Everything in the past week and a half, maybe, in WWE has been all about Sasha and Naomi Lee. The simple fact that the tag team titles have been unified and no one cares is crazy to me. That's definitely true. I mean, last Friday, a couple, I think it was last Friday on SmackDown, the. Uh, the Usos unified the the SmackDown and Raw Tag Team Champions. And as usual, the headlines are about Sasha and Naomi, what they're doing, whether this is a work or not. This, that, and the third. If I had not watched the Usos unify those titles, then I would not have known that it happened. Nobody would know that it happened because not one headline said the tag team titles had been unified. Uh, it's just crazy. Like... The the point the the fact that they did it on a SmackDown and not a pay per view is bad enough to me at least, you know. But the fact that it's being overshadowed by what Sasha and Naomi doing are doing is just unreal to me. But to be completely honest with you, I'm not too, you know, upset about it because at this point, if you're not going to treat it like a big deal, then why should we? That's you know? true. I mean, I said it, I think, on this show last week. I was hoping, I was praying for an interference, and then we do this right at Hell in the Cell. And it didn't happen. I feel like this should have been a pay-per-view match. This was a pay-per-view feud. Everything you know, was going well between these two teams. Yeah, it was lining up pretty great. And it not was only the one thing that you were excited for that was happening because we haven't been getting Roman Reigns. No one's challenged him for the title. No one's even mentioned that he has the title except for him. Not only does it get bumped from the last pay-per-view, but it doesn't even make the card for this one. And to and for argument's sake, you know, it could have been because of Randy's injury, you know, maybe they had to hurry up and get him off TV and everything. Mm-hmm. And I get that. 
but at the same time, why didn't they do it at the last pay-per-view? Like, that should have been a pay-per-view match, not the six-man challenge, not the six-man tag. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the whole thing is, like, they're not even making it seem important. Exactly. So, So why should we really give a rep at this point? You know, I mean, I wish that they put more emphasis on it. Not only does does the Usos unify the tag team titles, which cuts the tag division in half, mm-hmm. but if they're not if they're gonna go show to show, then we need challengers. And right now, all of the tag teams are being built around someone else. Whether it's Alpha Academy being built around KO, whether it's I mean the Street Profits just came back. Riddles being thrown in other groups. Oh my God! For crying out loud! Cause what Riddle is- and, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Th- this is what I'm talking about, man. And, and the fact that they faced the Usos on Raw last week, and the Usos could not beat them, and I hear they got beat down. After the match. It, so they it just, got disqualified and then beat them down. I, I think so. And, and this just furthers my <coughs> point. Like, not only are you going to have the Usos unify the tag titles, but you're going to play it so they can't even beat a makeshift team of Riddle and, and, Shinsuke, and Shinsuke Nakamura, who have not teamed together a Ever. day in their lives, don't have anything in common. It just... Two thrown together people. And and the fact that they see there's a couple things that's really making me mad about WWE, but I'll just point out one one very huge thing that's really making me mad. There hasn't been a single clean victory in like two or three weeks. Like on the actual show, no one has hit their finisher. And just cleaned anyone, and just clean pinned anyone. Just clean pin a regular pinfall, no interference, no DQs, no countouts, no you know breakups, none of that stuff. We haven't had one a clean victory since the pay per view. It's crazy, man. That's the thing that's making me the most mad about WWE. Is it's got to the point. That creative writing is lazy. The booking is lazy. Even worse, the match the match endings and climaxes are lazy. And it's just it's it's insulting. And at this point, we haven't even been watching. We haven't been watching the shows. I'm not even gonna lie. I haven't been watching the shows. I haven't been keeping up. I will st- I mean, I keep up with pay-per-views and try to, you know, keep up with the results. But the the excitement of actually watching the show and being excited to watch the show has literally left. Bart, if you haven't been watching, how do you know that there haven't been any clean, that there weren't any clean pinfalls last week? That's what I'm saying. I'm keeping up with results and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I watched the week when uh, Rhea Ripley and... Liv Morgan faced each other. Was that last week? I think that was last week, and then Liv picked up the win. But Edge, I mean, but she gets, you know, it was interference, outside mm-hmm. interference, mm-hmm. as usual, even yeah. when Rhea Ripley fought Liv Morgan, and she got the win. Edge tripped her. 
Right. Whether it's a roll-up pin, you know, we can't get enough of those. We can. Can't get enough of those in WWE, that's a fact. I mean, it's gotten so bad that Xavier Woods just went on ahead and said, forget it, I'll make the roll-up my finisher. He's like, I guess I'll turn lemons into lemonade. Yeah, because that's what uh, people like Woods, that's what they do. You know, when they give him crap, they they uh they turn something into it. And that's what um, he that's what has he, to do. That's what guys like he can do. That's guys that's what guys like Sami Zayn can do. That's guys like like what uh, Kevin Owens can do. Now, these are guys that can work with just about anything. And they're and they they are the highlights of the shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie because. I mean, on SmackDown... Sami Zayn kills me almost every single week. It's hilarious. Watching KO and Sami Zayn have that back and forth was priceless. You know what I mean? KO every week saying that Elias, Ezekiel is Elias, every week kills me. I mean, this week, when Sami Zayn told him he believed him, (laughs) he just hugged him. I mean... It, there are some some bright spots. It's just that it's so much bad that overshadows the bright. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. At this point, I mean, we want them to do stuff that makes us want to watch the show again. There's no rivalries going on except one. It's like every every writer in WWE is focused on Cody and Seth. And did you, did you notice that all the matches that have been announced for so far for Hell in a Cell are all Raw matches? SmackDown's not doing anything at Hell in a Cell? Like, is, that, this is, is this a Raw exclusive pay-per-view? I don't know. It's just that, I mean, maybe they're trying... When, when people were super into WWE like that, SmackDown was like what was up. Yeah, and it was. And Raw has always supposed to be the flagship show. Maybe they're putting just all their time and effort and energy into Raw. I don't know. I don't know, but, I mean, it's not like SmackDown don't have two other titles that they need to tend to. And and don't get it twisted, you know. There are a couple of uh, matches on Hell in a Cell that I am actually looking forward to just based on the match alone. And one of them being the Raw Women's title match. You know, I said that I would... uh, Really enjoy seeing Bailey. I mean, uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch versus Asuka. I really think it's going to be a good one. You know, I'm excited to see that one. I mean, I'm excited too, but I'm just hoping that... Because, like I said, WWE very rarely misses when it comes to pay-per-views. But, but that's the they thing, They have though. to get us... Wanting to see the pay-per-view. I think I said it like after the last pay-per-view. It's going to get to the point to where we don't, we're not going to watch the pay-per-view no matter how good it does. Because it just completely turned off by by because nothing on Raw or SmackDown really gets us amped to watch the pay-per-views. And it's going to get to the point to where, you know, I'm kind of sick of this. And I don't care how good the pay-per-view is. I'm not going to can I'm not going to keep watching it if you're going to continue if you're not going to get me hyped. Exactly. And there I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a few matches that I'm excited for. I'm excited to see Judgment Day face Liv and AJ and uh Finn. I'm excited for that. I want to see the triple threat between Bianca and Oscar and Becky. That ought to be good. 
Seth and Cody in Hell in Cell. That should be good. I mean, it's not like they're lacking in the power of the matches. It's just that the buildup is just not there at all. Except for maybe two of the matches, which is the Raw Women's title match and Seth and Cody. They're focused, like, pinpoint focused on it. And then when it comes to Judgment Day, we're getting so skewed by the promos that they're cutting. I don't get it. Like, I, I'm, I don't... This just baffles me, man. Like, you usually do not associate Edge with somebody who... You don't really like on the microphone right now, but I'm getting to that level, and it hurts my soul to say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth, though. Yeah, you're right. Edge doesn't normally miss when it comes to promos, even when he's... I mean, I think he needs to keep cutting the backstage promos because the live audience promos, he keeps reverting back to the awesomeness. I mean, they're the, the one-liners are funny, but I kind of feel like I've seen it's this so before. so 2005. Yeah, I kind of feel like I've seen it before. This is not the edge that I was sold. Yeah, we were sold on a god. Yeah. Uh, uh, not a comedian god. Just <laughs> <laughs> a god. It's just it's just a little weird. And the Bobby Lashley and Omas thing. Not the, really feeling this. The way. contract signing thing is overplayed. They do this. Didn't they just do this with Charlotte and Rhonda? And then I think so, yeah, probably right. again with Bianca and Becky. I don't think I remember it went for Beth or Becky. I don't know, though. I mean, the contract thing, dude. Them with that, AEW with the lights out. Can somebody just run down to the ring anymore? It happens the same way almost every single time. They sign a contract and here comes the big brawl. Every single time, though, bruh. I mean, that's why somebody ever just. Been. Has somebody ever just actually signed it? I don't think so. Like that's the, that's the only contract signed that I can remember. You know, those things don't ever go off without a hit, without a hitch. That's it's like, like a wedding. Those, those I was just about to say that those things don't ever go off without hitches. Right? Why start a talk show? You know, your set's gonna get destroyed. <laughs> I mean, geez, let's let's come with a new idea. Finally. We've done the contract. We've done the lights out. I mean, at least bring up something we haven't done in a long time. Put an egg on the stage. Let's get the gobbledygooker 2022. Let's not say we did. This I don't what, know. Something. This is why they don't take our suggestions seriously, Art. Well, apparently the, most, the world's most devastating move took a big effect on the world. I'm not even getting into it. I know. I know. And do you even want to talk about NXT? Uh, Hasn't it just become a women's show? I mean, there are a lot of women there. and 90% of the show is women. I think what uh, I've been reading is they're trying to get the the 18 to 30 crowd back, you know, like the Attitude Era days and everything. You know, the crowd I used to watch back then, and one of the ways that they feel that they could do that is... Nikita Lyons. Beautiful women. 
It's <laughs> Nikita Lyons. Like that 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 was a huge part of the attitude era. It worked then. Well, she's injured. Yeah, she's injured. She's injured, so she's out of the tournament. That 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 lady breaks the internet every single time <laughs> she wrestles. I don't think she has to wrestle. I think all she has to do is like walk past the camera and she'll break the internet. I'm pretty oh, sure that's how it works. For days. I'm not knocking her. I mean, she's gorgeous. Obviously, it's working. Okay, she's gorgeous. It's 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 fine. She's sexy. Okay, but her matches are not good. I mean, she's not horrible. Horrible. I still think she's kind of dangerous on her feet. If you say so, yeah, with those strikes and everything. I I I think she needs a lot. Well, that's what that's what she's there for. To, to get the work. I think there are some people. Develop some skills. I think there are some people. I mean, don't get me wrong. The internet does it every time. They pick their star and they run and they run with it. But there are some people down there with some real talent. And I think that's what NXT is for. Yeah, it's supposed to be to, you know, develop people and to, you know, get them used to to wrestling and whatnot and everything. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Braun Breaker. I don't think he's the guy. He's all right. I think there are at least four people ahead of him. In character, in ability, in flat-out mic skill, because he's terrible on the mic. But I think there are guys that are really good at this. Really good at it. I think Joe Gacy's really good at this. I like Joe Gacy. I think Carmelo's really good at this. I think he's got like a knack and he's really starting to learn how the mic works. I think Cameron Grimes is a star. I don't really count Cameron Grimes with the new NXT 2.0. But he's one of their champions. Because he was there black and gold and he's done. And, you know, he was around before the WWE Everything, you know, he's not he's not being developed at this point. I don't know why he's still there, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, it's the same thing that goes for a guy like L.A. Knight, who they changed his name to Max Dupree. Yeah. I mean, there is that is that is that right? I think so. Max Dupree. But the name chain thing keep going. It's it's still going. It's still going. I've lost track at this point. They changed, uh, so Raquel Gonzalez is is no longer. L.A. Knight is no longer. Austin Theory is no longer. Uh, now The Rock's daughter's got a new name, but she never got a name, so I don't see why people are tripping off of that. Like, are you really going to fight for Pebbles? At this point... You know, with the whole names and everything. I'm, I'm not even going to waste energy getting upset. Do do what you want. Not do just, what I, you want. See, my problem is, how are we going to remember what to call them or what to chant for? Or, you know, apparently that's not a, apparently when people not, start chanting L.A. Night, what are you going to do? Is he going to like be like, that's not my name? Apparently that's not an issue. You know, they stop, they stop doing it. So it's not an issue for them. I mean, do they want to name people that names that people can't chant? I don't know. Because that's I don't what get it. Oh yeah, uh, let's not forget that uh, 
Alba Fire is the new name of Kaylee Ray. Quit trying to suck me back in, Art. Quit trying to suck me back in. I'm just saying. They You're going to throw out one of the most outrageous names I've ever heard after you just heard me say, I'm done <laughs> giving it the energy. Quit trying to suck me back in. But yeah, Kaylee Ray went from being the longest reigning UK champion to going to NXT 2.0 and getting changed to Alba Fire. F-Y-R-E. Quit it. All right. Stop it. I'm sh- There's more that's going to hit me. Stop it. Because Roxy's gone. I-, I thought it was. It's Roxanne Perez. Whatever. Right. I don't know that. Just just call everybody whatever you want. Like this <laughs> just go ahead. You just go ahead. Draw- pick names out of a hat for all I care at this point. I, it almost feels like that's what they're doing. Well, they should. I, I don't care anymore. It's like they put. All these personas in a hat, and they're like, "All right, All right pick your new, pick your new persona." It's like you're gonna get a name change, and we gotta figure out because Let's Vince, hope you get lucky. Vince doesn't own the rights to Kaylee Ray, and he has to own the rights to your name. Let's hope you get lucky. Here you go, Dewdrop. All right, there's your name. Make it work. Let's hope. Let's hope you can get it over. We're not going to call you Dominic Dijakovic. I hate it here. We're going to call you T-Bar. You're not going to be Mace anymore now, even though you were just uh, whoever you were before. Dio Dio, Dio Madden. Dio Madden. And now your face. Now your face. Managed by Max Dupree, formerly known as L.A. Knight, formerly known as, <laughs> I mean it's getting it's getting to the point where we don't know what to call them anymore uh, I, I'm almost at that point like I don't know what to call people what to chant who to chant for you know what I'm actually waiting it's on crazy I'm waiting on an actual like big name to have to change it like a Seamus or a Seth Rollins, cause so far he's pretty much already changed his name. Well, it is he did Seth freaking Rollins. Seth, he just added to it, but it's still Seth Rollins. No, it isn't, Art. It's Seth freaking Rollins. They they say it every week on commentary. It is. I guess you just call it Seth Rollins anymore. Oh no, it's Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, that's. Hey, you want to gonna take a cool nickname? And make it into and make it and make, be, it, into and make it be a full uh, full part of a name. Why? Why can't we just have anything in it like that anymore? God, it's just a cool nickname. I mean, I Triple H. It's like if they changed Triple H's name to actually the game. <laughs> you gotta say just the, the game. game every time he comes out. And there. then when he changed to the King of Kings, they're like. Don't call me Triple H anymore. I'm the king. Don't call me the game anymore. Now I'm the king of kings. And on commentary, they have to say. Here comes the the king king of kings. Kings. Whatever, man. Instead, they add it to you now. So I'm just waiting on someone who's had their name for 15 years like Dolph Ziggler 
to come out and be known as just Zig or just Dolph. I feel like it, it wouldn't really work with, with people like that. Or the show-off. I feel like it wouldn't really work with people like that because their names are, like, embedded into them. Like, it's bad when we you do it to that people. that Pete Dunn. It's bad we? when you do it to people that, you know, we already know, we already like and everything. But it'd be a completely different story if it did it to, you know, people that have... Who has earned the right to keep that name? It's the name that they built their their legacy around, and it's the name that they built the resume on. And you know, John Cena can never go out as, as anybody else. All right. That's because Vince owns John Cena. I'm trying to think of a name that Vince doesn't own because everybody else had their name changed in NXT. There was nobody that came to the main roster and then had a name change. Everybody either went back down, have a name change, a character change. Tommaso Ciampa did. What? He's Ciampa now. I'm saying, but he got changed when he came back up to the main roster. Yeah. Immediately. I'm saying he he didn't start off on the roster. Yeah. They They did that. I'm saying somebody who's already there... The only person I can think of is Austin Theory, who had a name change in the middle of his ma- of his main roster run. Right. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody else, because once you come in as Tyler Black, they're taking it away, and you're Seth Rollins now, because Vince can own that. Mm-hmm. You're no longer, you know, Dave, but he, you know, like the 2002 names got to keep their names. The whole class. Right. Whether it was Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, John Cena, Dave Batista, all those guys got to keep their name. Vince wasn't doing that no more. Yeah, I feel you. I definitely feel you. Uh, you got anything else with the WWE? I don't. Not really. There's nothing going on besides okay. the people that are leaving and, you know, maybe some returns. Okay. Uh, like but, I think there there's one more thing. Uh, what what about the situation with Roman? Because the word is that they're uh moving, they're gonna start moving him towards being a part timer, whether he's injured or not. You know, I I can't get behind this decision either. To be honest with you, like it makes sense from a marketing standpoint, but from but it actual... doesn't even make sense from that standpoint either. To be honest with you. Okay, so they spent the last three years building Roman Reigns into a megastar. And as they did that, they put the focus on pretty much nobody else. They did. You know? Nobody else is on Roman Reigns' level. Nobody else can you know, touch Roman at this point, and we all know that. So they take Roman away from us and... What are they going to do from week to week? So it doesn't even really make sense from a marketing position to take your biggest star and only use him on special occasions. Because when you get to the special occasion, there won't really be a lot of people left because there's nobody keeping them entertained week to week. Yeah, but guys like Drew McIntyre come out of situations like that. Because Brock Lesnar did the same thing. 
I mean, well, Brock Brock wasn't the whole show. Even when he had the title, he was not the whole show. They had they they made sure that they still had the bigger names around to you know carry the the, the company when Brock wasn't there. You know, they still had the Roman Reigns and the John Cena's and the Seth Rollins and the Dean Ambroses and the Bray Wyatts and all those other guys who are you know people will still pay to see. I don't think they had that in the past two years when Drew well, really Well, Brock made his wasn't name. the show the past two years. And that's the point. Like, when Brock Lesnar in the past, I say in the past, maybe since 2018, Brock came and dominated the game. Like, nobody could touch him. And you very rarely saw him. And when you did see him, you knew that he was coming in, smashing and burning out. It wasn't shit else to it. And it wasn't nobody really being built like that, like him. Yeah. He was smashing everybody. And a guy, somebody has to be built from that burning ash. So who's going to be built from this burning ash? The the way it looks like the machine is working, it's looking like it's going to be riddled. I would not be objected to that, but they would have a lot of work to do with this, if that's the case. Because they've they got a good start going, Riddle. You know, because I remember, cause I remember uh, his promo when he came out there without Randy and he said he's coming after the bloodline. And I could just sense the fire coming off of him. I believed him. Like, I believed that... He was he was gunning at the bloodline, and I I thought he would he might win at this point. To be honest with you, but like then, I think he can do it. But then they threw him in a makeshift tag team, so they're ruining the perception already by having him get beat down day one by the lackeys. The thing like he's he he he's supposed to be coming in strong. Going at them either one-on-one, since I don't have a tag partner, I'm taking you all out individually type thing. And he can, they could build that for a while. They could. Because it's two of the Usos, and they're tag champions. He's going to need some backup. I would have brung in Shinsuke maybe a little bit later. I mean, to, but what kind of sense would that make to have the, the unified tag team champions feuding with a single superstar? Because they're like, his bodyguards, I basically. Don't, I could, I would be the biggest hypocrite on the on the planet if I were to actually give that the nod of approval. No, I'm just saying like he's gonna need backup because the Usos are always there. So he should have snatched out on the street profit so they could feud with them and build off of that. That's what I would do: snatch a tag team so he could have Roman to himself. And y'all can build that. Oh, up. I, I would, I would go with that. I understand yeah, that. That's that's what I was. That's meaning. good. Not just either. Just bring in Shinsuke later because we know Boogs is out. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, it's so many things that you can do to keep us intrigued, and they're just aiming for the lowest hanging fruit that they can. Mm-hmm. That's what's upsetting. But anyway, man, let's go to some other stuff because AEW had a pay per view this weekend, which was pretty good, and it it made pretty big headlines too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you want to start from the beginning, or you just want to jump into the headline stuff? Uh, well, I think the beginning is the biggest headline on the card. Well, one of the biggest headlines on the card, and that'd be the thing with MJF. Well, okay, so the first match was Wardlow and MJF, and 
MJF, I love the outfit that he came out with. That robe yeah. was hard. The better than you on one side, and yeah. you know it is stretched out like the Macho Man's robe with the Gucci little panel. That was kind of tough. Right. But he just came in, got squashed, took 10 power bombs. Well, he took five, and then Wardlow went for the pin, and then he picked him up, mm. and then did five more, and then pinned him, like stood on him for the pin. Right. And then as Wardlow walked back, they said he's all elite. You know, and the headlines were coming in for this one before the pay-per-view even started. Because, because. they were saying that uh, MJF pretty much stiffed the people at a, a Las Vegas meeting greet. You know, they were trying to call him and try to get a hold of him. And he didn't show up. They he could, was he no wasn't show. answering. And eventually they just had to, you know, let, let him meet somebody else, you know, give him their money back. There was a rumor going around that MJF left Las Vegas, like on a flight before the Devil or Enough even even started. You know, and so people were just wondering if he was going to show up at all. And he did. He ended up showing up and he did his job first and got up out of there. And now all the headlines are landed reading that he left AEW. Uh, he, He was on there this week. I uh I was reading about it. Apparently he came out there and he's going on and on about how Tony Khan doesn't have the money to pay him well because it keeps snatching up the the ex WWE guys. You know how he gets on the microphone and everything, he's dropping mm-hmm. bombs out there. Apparently he's just trying to get Tony to fire him and he starts dropping cuss words and eventually they cut his mic off. I, I don't know what to make out of this one. It could very well be a work, but it could be legitimate. Like You never was, know with MJF. If it was legitimate, I doubt they would have let him come back out there, though. Like, yeah, they would. Like I don't think that they would have let him. They you know, know it's going to bring the headlines and the viewers because everybody wants to know what MJF has to say about it. Like if it was legit, in fact, if it was uh, legitimate, though, I don't think he would have went back out there either, though. You know, it's like, fuck if this place, gonna, I'm out of here. Do, if he's going to do that, then yeah, he does. Because CM Punk did the same thing. Yeah. CM Punk cursed the WWE, dropped all these bombshells, and re-signed. And I'm just saying, CM Punk didn't go anywhere. And MJF is might be doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good story. He's definitely got people talking. At this point, man, when it comes to wrestling, the line between reality and what's pro, what's sports entertainment is always blurred yeah, like, so hard. You can't tell. You can't tell at these in these junctions. Like, And we know that Tony Khan's like a mark for it. Mm-hmm. He'll do that type of stuff like... He has to do something to compete with WWE. The pay-per-view was good, but more people were talking about whether MJF was going to show up because I didn't even know what the rest of the card was for real. Yeah. I knew that CM Punk was getting the title shot. I knew MJF and Wardlow were going against each other. Mm. The rest of the card, I wouldn't really know what was going on. Well, I don't really keep up with AEW on a week-to-week basis, so I wouldn't really know either. I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, but you keep up with blogs yeah, and news sites. Yeah, I read the stuff, though. read the stuff, and what you read about AEW had nothing to do with 
the rest of the pay-per-view. Yeah, it's just it had to do what with MJF, MJF is doing. And CM Punk. That's all you really see. So AEW has to do things that make something else buzzworthy besides controversy and debuts. You know what I mean? Cause good for those. This is the one of the first pay-per-views that I can think of where a gang of people didn't show up all at the same time. There was at least two of them. If you, three if you count Wardlow. No, I'm saying no. Well, Wardlow don't count. Like signed though, his, his him signing his AEW contract. That's a work. He was already signed to AEW. That's work. I'm talking about like actual debuts. Now there, there was, was one that I remember, which is Athena. Yeah, Athena was there. She got under uh, Jay Cargo's face after she defended the title against Anna, Anna J. Jay. And. Uh, the other debut happened in that match too. Stokely Hathaway. Exactly. I hope uh, that uh, Stokely is uh, gonna be her new manager and everything. I feel like Stokely Hathaway would be a good fit for uh, for Jay as far as managers go. I liked Mark Sterling with him. Yeah. I like Mark Sterling with him, and I think that Stokely Hathaway could be a gem in someone else's corner. Mm-hmm. Jay Cargill doesn't need him. Like, Jay Cargill is already established. She has a lackey. She has group. I don't think she needed that. I think that he would have fit better with somebody that needs him. Right. <coughs> a Mercedes Martinez. Uh, 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 the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone on the come up and not already up. I mean, Jade Cargill's come up is still happening. I mean, she's not all the way up there, like top tier yet. Jade Cargill is 31 and 0. She's TBS champion. She has her own faction and an already manager. What more does she need to be put over? I don't know. Exactly. Now, someone young and gunning like a Dante Martin. Or, <coughs> I mean, just, I mean, someone put him with Santee's, Artan- I mean, uh, Pride and Powerful. Put him with them. Like, but they got, you know, a group that they're with. Because, so, there was uh, the street brawl or the whatever you call the match with Jericho Society, Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm-hmm. And it was Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, and it was... Uh, the Black... No, Black. it was Blackpool. Was it? It was... I'm pretty sure Blackpool was in this match, and so was Eddie Kingston and... I believe I'd be Santana yeah, so on Ortiz, five on five. Yeah, so it was Daniel Bryan, uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz against Jericho, the Jericho Appreciation Society, and this match was pretty crazy, dude. But the ending is really what got... I mean, 
Besides the the thing that everyone's making a meme out of, after Eddie Kingston's busted open, bleeding everywhere, right? He goes to the back and gets a can of gasoline to pour on Jericho to set him off. Eddie Kingston is a gem in wrestling, dude. That promo he cut, that like his his wrestling attitude. Mm-hmm. This dude is a gem on the mic. I really like Eddie Kingston, you know, I like his uh his mic work and everything. He's got the the New York style, you know, comes out there and all the you know, all the other stuff he does, you know, he's pretty you know, uh But he comes good out on the microphone. Yeah, he comes out to set Jericho on fire and Daniel Bryan stops him, they start mm-hmm. fighting, and then uh Jericho knocks them out and him and Jake Hager they put Daniel Bryan in the walls of Jericho and start choking him out with the top turnbuckle, too. And he passes out, and Jericho Appreciation Society wins. Uh, Jay Cargill defends their title against Anna Jay. Serena Deeb loses to Thunder Rosa, so Thunder Rosa retains. Yeah, let's uh, let's kind of talk about Thunder Rosa and everything, because from what I'm hearing is since she won the title... She hasn't really been focused on on Dynamite or, or Rampage, really, for that matter. I think they're you focused know? on on Thunder Rosa in a different light. Thunder Rosa's cut more promos lately. Her and Serena Deeb have been like doing contract signings and doing the face to face thing. She hasn't been like in these, you know, down out brawls like they always do. Her and Serena, like not had, even having matches though. Like yeah. I kind of see Thunder Rosa wrestle. Yeah, she's not since she's champ. You know? You're not supposed to wrestle as much as champ. Since when? Champions wrestle every week. Not that. They don't not, defend the title every week, but they but they see action. Britt wasn't. Britt wasn't wrestling every week. She Apparently she wrestled more than Thunder Rosa does. I mean, Thunder Rosa just got the title, man. It's her first title defense. They're not even giving her a chance before they're down there. And the simple fact that the match wasn't as fast-paced as everybody would like it and they had maybe a couple botches in it made it even worse because they're trying to make it seem like Thunder Rosa doesn't deserve to be champion. I don't know who's down with Thunder Rosa. I have not heard about that. I'm I'm downing AW for not having a wrestle. That's what I was doing. Well, she's champ now. She's here to cut. She's cutting promos. She's trying to build, you know, a rapport as champ. I don't you know. Build a rivalry with Serena Deeb because Serena was like saying how Thunder Rosa didn't deserve it. She knew she had her number. Like it was built pretty well to me. I've never seen the rule where champions don't wrestle matches. Well, somebody needs to talk to Vince about that. <laughs> We're not going to just down Thunder Rosa on her first title defense. I'm not downing her. We're not going to down her. We're not going to down AEW for trying to, to, you know, lay back on her wrestling and not getting hurt or nothing because she's got the title now. They just dialed it back on her wrestling a little bit. And let her cut promos for the last couple like weeks. Not she one got match, into, though? Nah, she got into some altercations, but not no matches. <laughs> nah. I can't speak for anybody else, but I come to see Thunder Rosa wrestle. I don't think that the champion has to wrestle every week. I, uh, I don't think that's the case, because Hangman Adam Page wasn't wrestling every single week. He maybe wrestled once since, uh, you know, he was building with CM Punk. 
Right, and then another match that happened was uh, the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Now, that was sad. I'm not really feeling the Hardys over there at AEW. Like, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm a big Hardy Boys fan. I definitely am. I'm just... Nah, man, I it's think... not clicking with me. You know what I think it is, bruh? When the Hardys left the WWE before, when they built their reputation in the Indies, they built it on their characters, not on wrestling. And AEW is being built as a wrestling, like hard wrestling company. Mm-hmm. Hardys is over that, man. They passed that. They supposed to be characters now. That That is the reason why everybody liked them, the broken characters. Willow. Yeah, you know what I mean. They was they start they start bid the charismatic enigma came after he left WWE. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't a WWE thing. That was a TNA thing when he did the charismatic charismatic enigma. Right. You know, like Hardys need to let the wrestling aspect part kind of die down. Especially Jeff, in my opinion. And build the character part again. Like, they're saying that, you know, Jeff's got issues. And they're saying that, you know, he's been taking off of uh, a show he's supposed to work, I guess, tonight. I don't think it's the same personal issues that he that he did have. I think the man just might be hurt. Hurt, man. He's hurting. Yeah. Like, he's getting up there in age and... I didn't think Jeff Hardy would be able to wrestle this long as with the way he be, does it. To be doing those things that he was doing back then, now he's a lot slower, he's a lot heavier. Like that swanton on them steps like looked nasty. Yeah, the the match he had with Darby Allen, man, it was crazy. Yeah, that was ugly. That's ugly, man, for a guy that's knocking what? Is he pushing on fifty? I think he's like 40, 42. Mid-40s, like early yeah, mid-40s, like that. 43, 42, something like that. And I don't think he has to. Man, he's built, the Hardys have built a fan base where they need he's to. He's 44. They need to start driving on character. That's what they got popular for in the indies before. Right. And they could do it again. I just hope that he's okay and that he does slow down a little bit like understand that, you know, wrestling's how he built his name and, you know, it's what he loves to do and, you know, it's his career, but it's just it nothing's com- worth crippling yourself over, in my opinion. It comes a point where you wa- you still want to see them be able to watch their kids That's grow the thing, up. you know? And you don't want them to have to be in a wheelchair doing it. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, I just hope he gets well, That was man. hard to watch. That really was hard to watch because it reminded me of how old we are because I grew up with the Hardys. Right. You know what I mean? I was around when they were the youngins. Mm-hmm. I was watching them in the 90s. Right. And we all grew up together, and I know they got kids, I got kids, and I'm not swantoning nobody off no steps, Jeff. <laughs> Chill out. 
I really hope he does. Like I hope he gets the hope he needs. The Bring hope he Willow back, man. Back start doing the, start doing some skits again. Where did the creativity go? Don't it don't know. have to be all of, well, like where did the entertainment go? Where was like where is the what happened to skits and stuff? Segments outside the arena. Does every promo have to be cut backstage? In I front think, of a uh, prompter. I think I know the kind of skits that you're talking about, and I kind of know why they don't do like those kind of things anymore. Why? Okay. It's because of the changes in society these days. I mean, something you don't think that people will get upset about, and it does, and now you're in hot water. You so. Know? You can't cut a skit on the Cardi compound no more. I think you know stuff like that'll be you know, okay. And you know, I'm not uh, saying that you know they should like just be locked in, in a box or something. Skits in the barn that Bray Wyatt and them used to do. I'm not saying in you the know, swamp. You know, just lock them in a box or something. I'm just saying you know it's got to be hard to be creative and nah, you know consider bro. everything. Nah, it bro. is. It's it not. is. The thing is. People going to get mad at whatever you do. People got mad when Jericho landed on a crash pad from getting pushed off of a 15-foot cell. How can you get mad? Because that man don't want to die for you. Couldn't we see the crash pad? So what? I'm just saying. You know, that isn't it? That's my point. That's my point what? right there. What? What's your point? Because you saw the crash pad what? I'm not saying I was upset about it. I was just saying, you know, this is you, why everybody Because you saw what? What? What are you upset about? What are they upset I'm about? I'm not saying I am. What are they upset about? I guess they're, they're saying that the the displeased of wrestling was kind of a, a challenge there. Stop. No. That man just got pushed off a 15-foot cell, and you're mad because he landed on a pad. Are you serious? I'm not mad because he that's, landed on that's the pad. That's my point. Arch. People are going to get mad no matter what. So put it out there and let them get mad. They're going to pick apart whatever you do. If you sit in a rocking chair and say baby the whole time, they're going to get mad because you sat in a rocking chair and said baby. If you do superstitious stuff, they're going to say you're a devil worshiper. If you do swamp stuff, they're going to say you're making fun of the poor. It doesn't matter. Put it out there and let the people who enjoy it, enjoy it. I hate today. Like I, I'm, I can see why old politicians don't want to leave the post. They're scared of what people are going to turn it into. I'm not going to condemn them because they don't want to get you know, dragged and everything else, had people coming after them and whatever else, you know, in today's society. Y'all are terrible. It's, it is kind of hard to be creative. And plus, you know, it's hard to think of things that have not been done before. Like what, like what could possibly be done that has not been done to death? Bro, every single match that we watch has been done to death. Everything in the match we've seen. At least I thought we did until we went to the show this weekend. <laughs> now, there are some things there that I hadn't seen, but I'm saying lock up, collar, elbow, tie up, Irish whip, drop down, leapfrog, drop kick, done to death. 
Nobody says anything. I'm just saying it's kind of hard to be I creative. don't think so. I don't think that it is. I think that people are stifling themselves. I think WWE is stifling itself. I think they're getting creators who don't know wrestling. I think they don't care. They don't really care about the product because they know you're going to buy it and watch it anyway. That's why I haven't been watching it because I'm not going to support something that doesn't care about what I think. Okay. And another thing that happened at uh, Double Enough, and uh, we got Mr. and Mrs. Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. <laughs> Britt Baker won the, Britt Baker and Adam Cole won the respective mm-hmm. versions of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Right. And they were awarded trophies and belts. I, now, the question is, is are these belts going to be I'd imagine the they're just trophies. Like, I imagine they go home with them. Like, why Why would they be defended? I imagine that this is a commemorative thing that uh, had happened, you know, because you won the tournament. And I have two more criticisms about it. One is the people who won. This was a actual chance to have a breakout star in this tournament. A literal breakout star. And I believe all four finalists, all four of them, were already made. They did not need this at all. It's kind of like what I said, you know, a little while back about keeping people hot. You know, that's why I don't get so mad if somebody who's already... You know, made get something else because mm-hmm. that's how you keep momentum. That's how you mm-hmm. keep. That's how you uh, make sure people continue to care about these people. That's how you keep stars at uh and high. You know, because you give them you know things. You don't got to take everything away from somebody just because they're already made. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's the way I see it. I don't got no problems with Britt Adam winning. So I'll never want to hear you say nothing about Charlotte being a seventeen-time champion again not the same thing. Here we go, two sides of the coin. It's not the same thing. Go. Hey. Anyway, my my second complaint about this tournament is that if Britt Baker and Adam Cole won their respective tournaments, I just want to know what was the what was the reason behind it because Britt Baker had, she just, she did just lose the title and she didn't really even need to be in this tournament. But the fact that she won, I mean, she is the poster girl for that company. But Adam Cole went in too. I mean, let's not act like Adam Cole didn't just lose this feud with Hangman Page. Like, since he's been there, you know, they haven't really given him anything to, you know, really elevate Adam Cole, to be honest with you. You know, he did all his uh, his elevating in NXT. And he comes over here and he doesn't really get a lot, a lot. Yeah, that's true. Like, he hasn't really he hasn't really cemented himself yeah. as a star in AEW. And they want to cement him in needed, AEW. He needed something to cement him as a, a, a viable threat to the title. Right. Because right now there are a couple threats to the title, but with with the way the title match went, there's a new landscape. Mm-hmm. So people are pretty. People are going on about this too. 
So, CM Punk won the world title from Adam Page. Right. At Double or Nothing. Right. And people are up in arms because CM Punk is pretty old. And... But people have been calling for Adam Page to lose his title for a while, so I don't know what they're <laughs> complaining about. But it, the fact that it was CM Punk is kind of crazy. The thing with it in AEW and everything is every champion that they've had so far has either been somebody who helped put them on the map or it did go to one of those up-and-comer guys, you know, that uh, pretty much a face of AEW. You know, first it was Jericho, and then it was Moxley, you know, somebody who's, you know, built uh, a little niche in AEW. Mm-hmm. And then it was Omega, somebody who's built a niche in, a- in AEW. And then it was Adam Page, somebody else who's built a niche in AEW. You know, these are guys that have been there, and they work through the system, right? and, you know, everything... The people don't see that with uh, CM Punk. They see somebody who's over the hill coming in and taking the spot away from somebody younger than him. I don't believe that, you know, because um, when people say, you know, you put the title on Goldberg and, you know, all the other stuff. Goldberg wrestles with Matt one match every, like, four, five, six months. CM Punk's an active superstar. Right. He you know, was it's not the same situation every week. Yeah, it's not the same situation. I don't think it's the same because CM Punk came back specifically for AEW. WWE's offer they got millions probably yeah. to come back. And it's not like uh, Punk's just over the hill and doesn't have it anymore. And it's not like he's not a big star on the roster right now. So I don't get what people's beef is. I don't know either, but we're going to find out because it all depends. On, it's not... Who you take it from, it's who you give it to, who you build up to lose it to. Yeah. So that's the major part. Also, Julia Hart joined the House of Black by her turning on uh, Death Triangle. But anyway, I um, like Julia Hart with the with the with the varsity blinds myself, but that's just me. Well, no longer that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't have much time left. Anything you want to get into before we burn out this joint? Warrior Wrestling Twenty Two was awesome. It was. It was completely. It was great. Great. We we went last Saturday. Awesome. 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 That is. I will be following that from here on out. Me too. I I loved it. It was a great show. All the people that showed up. We didn't get to see Will Ospreay, but Brian Cage was in his place, and yeah. that was crazy. And Davey's a really good uh, wrestler, and uh, he's a good representation of St. Louis wrestling. Yep, yeah. love, love, love Tootie Lamb. Yeah, Tootie's awesome. Uh, Athena, love seeing her. Yeah, Prado was there. Uh, Janai Kai, loved her. Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett, loved him. Uh, War Horse. War Horse is actually was, pretty popular there. War you know? Horse is pretty popular in St. Louis. But I didn't know he was from St. Louis. Yeah, he's he's popular here, period. Yeah. Uh, Myron like Reed, love to see yeah, him. Yeah, Myron. Uh, Lance Archer was there. Lance Archer. Uh, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah and Jeff Cobb. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Jonah for sh- for the handshake. Like and Frank that. the Clown's actually a pretty good heel. He is really good. You know, we I, I didn't really I've never really seen Frank the Clown you know perform, but he was pretty good on the mic. Really, really good. 
Anyway, we're out of time, guys. Y'all know where to reach us. Thank you for listening. Holla back next week. Peace.